Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another issue of the Comic Bookies podcast. Episode 135 is here. Comic Bookie Sean is still on Baby Watch, but Comic Bookie Mike and Sean are here to collide the worlds of sports and comics like every single week. First up is sports this week. We're going to check in on a little bit of soccer in the EPL and Champions League. We will recap the college football conference championship games and look forward to the final four playoffs. And the Super Contest is here again for another week. Two of us went 4-0. Who are they and what? how are the standings shaken up? You will find out soon. And over in comic books, we have plenty of books to get into from two weeks ago, including a review of about four or five number ones, but how many of them are we actually going to pull on our pull list? And plenty of news, including Colin Farrell is still going to be the Penguin. Charlie Cox is back as Daredevil. And I give an Encanto review. Saw it with my daughter last week. So strap in, sit tight, and enjoy another episode of the Comic Bookies podcast. Let's go! We are back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies podcast. Thank you so much for watching live on YouTube and Twitch, or if you're listening right now, wherever you get your podcasts, thank you so much for the support. Um, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, like every single week. Tomorrow, uh, December 8th, 2021, is New Comic Book Day, so please head on down to, to, to Treasure Island or to any shop that you visit and get your pull list started. Alex is a great guy. He's got a great shop, great community, great group of people coming in and out every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. He can get your books old and new, however you want it. Uh, Mark, how's it going, man? Uh, Sean uh, is on Baby Watch still. Uh, his wife, Marissa, has still not gone to the hospital, still has not given them their you know, brand new baby boy. But um, And unfortunately, next week, since I'll be in Anaheim uh, at, at Disneyland, we will not be recording next week. So by the time that we record... The following week, you know, right before uh, Christmas hits, Sean will be a, a proud new uh, father. So, but um, but how are you, sir? I'm doing great. I'm doing all right. Another week we're here. Glad to have you here, brother. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun as we discuss these sports, these comics and whatnot. But Sean, man, uh, it's like the saying goes, man, I don't want to hear about the labor. Just show me the baby already. God just keeps <laughs> telling us how much damn pain his wife is in. And uh, no disrespect to Marissa. We know she's hurting and whatnot. And she just wants the baby out by now. I remember my wife when she was in like the last month. It's just like I, I'm sure it just feels like it's just like a balloon just ready to pop. You just want the kid out. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just a. Poor guy keeps telling us about the pain and the, you know, the discomfort that she's in, but um, just ready to see the baby boy already and whatnot. But in due time, uh, he will be here. Like you said, even if we were recording next week, I'm pretty sure that he'd be here by next week. Not here yet, but uh, he'll show his face in this world pretty soon here, man. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Um, getting ready to start to kick off a new work week next week. Got four days in a row and then I go off to Anaheim for a whole week. So that's pretty you know, pretty cool. Get to celebrate my daughter's birthday. Kind of our COVID sold makeup. out. Um, sold out. Yeah, I guess. Like we we watched the video. We, like we keep trying to watch these videos to see like what's new and upcoming. Uh, that reminds me, we will be discussing Genie Plus, which comes out tomorrow for Disneyland. But we'll discuss that later in the comics and entertainment side of the podcast. But yeah, no, it's it's like a COVID makeup trip because we were supposed to go April of 2020. Obviously, that didn't happen. So this is our makeup. So kind of like that slash my daughter's turning four later this month. So, 
yeah, man, it's going to be fun. And then, um, you know, come back and then before you know it, there's Christmas and the New Year's, you know, then 2021 has come to a close. It has came and gone as quick as 2020 came. And let's just hope that uh, 2022 can be a little bit better because golly, am I a little bit scared sometimes, but we saw a little crash in the market coming on Black Friday and whatnot, just Mm a couple you know, it was kind of had a couple of days that were bleeding and I'm like, everyone's thinking, or is it coming? Is it coming? Had the Fed talking about some stuff and whatnot, but it rebounded again. So we'll see. Maybe have a little Santa Claus rally in time for the holidays. But I just hope that going into 2022, things get a little bit better. We can hit a couple cons. We can do a couple more interviews. We can, uh, you know, get in, get in some pot, what was it, pot of Palooza we were in. <laughs> but yeah, I know a lot funner to just get out there and network i know it's gonna be even harder this year obviously with covid restrictions still upon us with you being a little bit farther with your uh younger son and with sean obviously about to have a newborn who knows what's gonna what the future is gonna hold for us in 2022 but hopefully some things open up and restrictions ease and our networking can uh get to what it was back in 2019 when everything was uh good globally right yeah i know i mean uh yeah i i just can't wait to you know get a sense of normalcy like obviously it's been getting more and more normal i guess even with uh i saw a funny meme the other day um what was the new variant strand like the the I call it like I call it like the Omegatron because that's what it sounded like. It sounded like it's some Optimus Prime stuff. Um, um, is it? It's like Om- Omicron or Omicron, Omicron or, or whatever. So I see news about it for like two days, and then all of a sudden I don't really hear about it. And then someone posted a meme like three days after of that scene in Jurassic Park where the the big dude, you know, Newman from Seinfeld, was like Omicron. Omnicron instead of like Dotson. We got Dotson here and he goes, see, nobody cares. Yeah. Who even knows how they're coming up with these names anymore? It's like, are they Greek, ancient or like Roman type names? Are mm-hmm. they actual um, scientific names? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Delta ones. They name one after an airline company. And just I don't even know where they're getting these names from. I mean. I'm sure that's just probably some scientists or something. I listened to our podcast that's saying, you idiot, you fool, it's this and that. But uh, if anybody yeah. knows, let us know in the comments or uh, email us at the comment yeah. or at gmail.com, right? right. But uh, love to know some insight. But I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's still a real thing. Obviously, it's still as real as the flu. It's still as real as cancer. You know, it's like a real thing. So, I mean, it's still cause for concern if you're ever going to test positive or whatever, you know, when you hear like a coworker or, or whatever test positive. So, you know, especially this week, just to be safe, you know, I'm not, not really quarantining, but I'm not rushing to take the kids anywhere, you know, just like I don't want to te- I don't want to chance anything like I already got a Disneyland trip canceled, so I'm not doing anything if I don't have to take the kids anywhere like, you know. I'm not. I'm taking a solo trip to the grocery store. I'm taking a solo trip to, you know, get gas or get like an oil change or whatever. I'm not taking any chances this week. I want all four of us to be 100% healthy and ready to go Sunday morning when I get home and for us to drive down to Anaheim. That's it. Definitely. And I think that's a Omicron supposed to be a little bit less severe than what was the Delta, right? And hopefully that is the truth because, you know, if this can be like the main strand or the main variant that's floating around right now, but yet it's a little bit less uh, worse or contagious or, you know, detrimental to someone's health, then I'll take that over the Delta or over the original COVID-19 virus before all these damn mutations. But 
you know, yeah. we're about to mutate this damn podcast and the best one yeah. you're going to hear all week because this is episode 135 of the Comic Bookies podcast, baby. Let's do it, man. Yeah, dude. All right. So let's get into some soccer, some pitch action. So we have uh, Champions League, the, you know, the round robin. The group stages are about to come to a close. We have the EPL in full swing. Um, you know, Liverpool's right on Manchester City's ass in the EPL. Uh, we have a few teams who have already gone on and clinched a spot in the round of 16, and there are other teams who have yet to clinch. So um, go ahead, man. Start with wh- whichever one you want to first. Yeah, we can start with a little bit of Champions League, I guess. Today we had some okay. games, obviously, um, rounding out and ending the group stage, like you mentioned. First of all, I'd like to give a little shout out to my Liverpool Reds, obviously going to Milan and uh, handling business with another Divock Origi uh, uh, game winner, pretty much. It was 1-1. He won it for them, 2-1 such as he did in the EPL over the weekend with the Wolverhampton Wanda's, and he won that also 2-1. to one. But, uh, man, Liverpool, the first European team in history to actually go through the whole group stage in the, the UEFA Champions League undefeated. So all your Man Cities, Mike, your Manchester United and the Chelsea's and, you know, Tottenham's and all these other big six teams that have been able to make it to Champions League. Uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool was the first one, actually, to be able to go oh, nice. undefeated in the group stage. So that's not bad. We got Dortmund beating the crap out of Besiktas. Um, yeah, Man City actually losing to Leipzig. They're in, though. Atletico beating Porto and just uh, Sporting losing to Ajax. But they are into the next round pretty cool at, for the Portuguese team. Atletico Madrid, seven points and you squeak in. Jesus, come on, Porto and Milan. Right. Come on. <laughs> what are you doing? So Ajax and then uh, what does it look like? Sporting gets in on goal differential over Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund is not punched the ticket to the round of 16. So that's cr- crazy. Real Madrid and Inter, they are going on. And then you still have four groups uh, going on. So it looks like Bayern Munich obviously clinched a spot. But you still have Benfica and Barcelona f- fighting for that last spot. Benfica's uh, behind two. I don't know who plays each other. I don't have that schedule up, but Benfica's only behind two. So and that, those games Benfica. are tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken, right? We're going to obviously find out the next four tomorrow, I think. Yeah. It looks like to me, Manchester United has clinched a spot because they have 10 and the third place has six. So there's no way Atalanta can can uh, jump them, but they can jump via Real. So I think Manchester United has at least clinched a spot in the round of 16. Um Let's see. Lyle. I don't know how the hell you pronounce it, but they have eight points. And FC Salzburg. Sevilla's got six. Wolfsburg. No one is is eliminated from that group G. That's crazy. Lyle. I'm going to. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Sorry. They have eight points. FC Salzburg has seven. Sevilla has six. And Wolfsburg has five. That's crazy. And then, of course, you have Group H, which it doesn't matter who wins these games tomorrow. Chelsea and Juventus are moving on to the next round with St. Peter's, uh, Zenit, St. Petersburg, and Malmo uh, getting eliminated. But have you, uh, have you seen that Group G, Mark? Look at that. Lot eight, seven, six, five points. No one is eliminated from that group yet, technically. <laughs> Who's in it? Sorry, I had to. Uh, I, my now, daughter came it, in real quick. Is it Lyle? Lil? Lyle? Leon? No, L I L L E. Wow, I've never heard of them. It looks, it, it looks maybe Italian or French, but FC Salzburg, so they have eight. FC Salzburg has seven. Sevilla has six. 
and Wolfsburg has five. <laughs> Literally, oh, no one's wow. eliminated yet. So that's going to be a crap. Yeah, that's going to be a crazy. I mean, just, if you look day. at the, if you just look at the teams, you kind of couldn't tell that maybe their that group was going to end up something like that, right? I thought Sevilla, I thought probably Sevilla, just from on namesake, would probably you know probably we win actually, that. I don't know. Well, we actually got some odds here, Mike. For some teams, Benfica is actually a favorite to advance in the, from the group stage over Barcelona, 165 to 120. Um, we got Atalanta. It's a favorite over Villarreal. Uh, okay. Leal is actually – I've never seen them before. You're right. L-I-L-L-E. They're actually favorites to win that group, actually. They're even okay. money right now. You can get them at with Salzburg two to one, Sevilla almost four to one, and Wolfsburg sitting there at a seven to one. So they um, are French, sir. They are eleventh place right now in the French league, <laughs> but they wow. are about, they might move on to the round of sixteen. So that <laughs> for means Champions they did last season in their French league, League Un, which I actually have uh, not paid attention to really ever on a regular basis. <laughs> Sorry for our French listeners if we have any out there. But man, uh, hopefully, I always like seeing new blood, you know, in these uh, in these rounds uh, after these group stages. I think it's cool. We saw what young boys a couple years ago. Obviously, yeah. Ajax, uh, you know, they're not as predominantly loan these days. I mean, they still are in Europe, but they're not one of those bigger clubs. Even though they've got Champions League wins under belt, I believe in the seventies or whatnot. Your Benfica uh, is probably favorites to move on because they're the ones playing Dynamo Kiev. Barcelona is playing Bayern Munich, so I see. that's probably why your odds are better are you know more favor for Benfica. That's right, and I'm down actually to have another Portuguese team in there. Why not? I believe a couple years ago, only Benfica was in, got in from the Portuguese league. I thought that they cut down how many teams were going to get in from certain leagues. I don't know if they expanded okay. that again, but I know Benfica was the only one that made it a year or two ago. So that's cool to see another Portuguese team in there. Myself, obviously, being Portuguese, um, the USA can't play in the Champions League, so why not go for some yeah, Portuguese right? teams if it can't um, be my Liverpool? But so that group G is interesting because you have Lyle is playing is first place playing last place Wolfsburg. So it shakes up everything if Wolfsburg can get that win and get up to eight points. And then Salzburg plays Sevilla. So pretty much the winner of Salzburg and Sevilla, if, if there's an actual winner, will at least clinch a spot. Where's the game? Uh, let's see. At FC Salzburg and at Wolfsburg. So actually... Lyle being on the road, uh, dude, that's going to be a crazy game. It's going to be at noon tomorrow, uh, so I can actually pay attention to it before I go to work. So if any of those games are on TV, man, I'm, I'm tuning in for sure. The odds makers never give up on Manchester City when it comes to these Champions League oh, uh, odds. It just feels like every damn year they can't win it, but yet they're always favorites. Here they are again, 3-1. to one. Bernardo Silva, another Portuguese man, has been balling in the EPL. We'll talk about that next real quick. But Bayern Munich, 4-1. to one. My Liverpool's sitting right there in third at 5-1 to one with Chelsea. Your winners from last season, 7-1. PSG with the newly acquired Messi can't even get a better than 7-1 to one odds. Real, 14-1. Your Manchester United sitting at 16-1 to one with Ajax, as I just mentioned, 18. Atletico, that squeaked by with those seven points at 33-1. to one. And who would have thought you lose Ronaldo and Juventus down to a 40 to one chance to win these champions leagues, which I don't even know if they're going to make the next group. I haven't looked at the table right now, but Mike, if you had to drop any futures bets going into this next round of the UEFA champions league, who are you taking? You taking city, 
You drop in a little bit of value on your Manchester United. Is my Liverpool going to be able to do it uh, at five to one? What do you think, man? Bayern Munich might be a you might want to take like one, obviously, you know, short shot, one lung, long lung, one lung shot, (laughs) Uh, one long shot. Bayern Munich, I think, could be a pretty good pick there. They're always perennial good favorites, if you will. Yeah, they always perform, you know, they always they're always there. You know, they could have Manchester City's year, man. These odds makers, I'm telling you, they uh, they could be wrong every other year. This could be a year that they could be right. I don't like Manchester City as much as I have in other seasons, but they win both. They win Chelsea got it last season, huh? They gonna win the EPL and the Champions League, Hmm. right? Man, I don't know. (laughs) I hope see though. <laughs> yeah, so tune into all those games so the group stage ends tomorrow. We of course will recap it when we come back in a couple weeks. Uh dude, let's get into EPL. So right now Manchester City sits 1 point ahead of Liverpool with 35 over them at 34, Chelsea with 33 and West Ham United rounds out the top 4 at those a, hammers. At, at, yeah, at, at 27 points. Uh so just the, a ha- couple. the Hammers got a, a draw with us and they beat Chelsea. Oh wow. So Tottenham, they, they, Tottenham's they, actually there. Only two points out of fourth place with 25, and then Manchester United with an ungodly. like Tottenham Hotspur with a minus one goal for differential, and Man U with a plus one goal differential, while Liverpool's up there at plus 32. I, I don't know. You spend more money than anybody, and they just... Why do I pick these these franchises who are like, you know, storied at one time, and then once I become a fan, I, I don't know. I, I think I might just money. drop. I, I might just drop everybody. I'll who drop. Spends, I'll drop spend you. I'll drop USC football. I'll drop Raiders, A's, Sharks. You know, uh, right. war, you know, Warriors are, are doing well. But and I might, I might just keep Kyle Larson until he retires, and then just completely give up sports and just just watch it. Just be a fan of the sport. Like, put everything, whether it's money or emotion, into the thing. Oh my God, just get disappointed every damn week. Except for Kyle Larson, he just he's the silver lining, man. Raiders losing 17 to 15, but we'll get back. <laughs> Could have had a chance. <laughs> hey, you know what? Thank you, Washington, for making me 4 0 this week. But God damn. I mean, that's the thing. I pick against them, but I want them, you know, I'll, I'll take the loss. You know what I'm saying? But, anyways, back to soccer. Um, so I know you uh, you had futures on Champions League. I know you have futures on the EPL. Um, give me a, you know, Give me a synopsis. Give me like a review of your of, you know, what's been going on in the EPL. I don't know how much you've been getting into it. Sometimes I'm actually like getting off of work at halftime of some menu games, like when they're, you know, when they're playing at four thirty five o'clock. It's so weird. Um, yeah. But, but what do you think? Manchester City. So after 15 games, what do you think? How How is the rest of the 2021 2022 EPL season going to shape out? Uh, it's been pretty fun thus far. I think that. A couple teams. Um, I don't really see any team running away with it. Obviously, with all them, with the top three being one point apart, Chelsea kind of lost it. You know, they've been kind of leading the table mm-hmm. after the great year they had last season, coming into this season as well. Uh, Pulisic doing his thing. I think that with Chelsea kind of faltering now, I think they're going to get back on the right track, but. Just put City right up there exactly where they want to be, you know. It's just uh, we got to have those, you know, those West Hams. And we got to have maybe like an Arsenal and even like another team to draw a couple times with City or even beat City if that to, you know, 
try to propel Chelsea, Liverpool, or even your Manchester United, you know, with had had such great hopes, you know, played pretty good last season, obviously acquired Ronaldo, was doing a little bit better, has faltered a little bit as of late, kind of going to get back on the right track, but it's still a long season, man. You guys know we haven't even gotten to Boxing Day yet, right? We got it's going to be December. We've got January, February. The season ends in like, I think, May. Right. So it's still such a long. It's like May. It's just such a long season. They've played um, uh, 15 games so far. There's 38 games, I believe. No, wait, 20, 40 games. They play each team. No, 38, right? Yeah, 38 because they, they, 30, yeah, they yeah, don't play themselves. They don't play themselves. <laughs> <laughs> the A versus the B team. 38 right? teams or 38 games. We're at 15. Still a long way to go. And I actually like to see West Ham up there uh, competing. As bad as Arsenal started at one point, like three games into the season, Arsenal was getting relegated if the season was to end back then. Look at them obviously climbing their way up to the top now, sitting at seventh. So they're making mm-hmm. their way. Wolverhampton Wanderers, every single year, they seem to be that perennial sixth, seventh, eighth place finish. They can't just get over that hump, but at least they're not getting relegated, right? Um I mean, Let's they're see. going to be. I mean, they're going to be the Everton for the next ten years. They're going to be the West Ham for the next ten years. You know, yeah. Like those the teams powers. are always going to be in the EPL, but they're never going to make that push. You know, mm-hmm. over a long season to propel themselves into not only a championship but a, 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 at least a top four. You know, so the, the Seagulls. I mean, the Seagulls haven't gotten relegated in a while, right? And I mean, every yeah. year though, they, they, you know, they contend. They give. I've seen them give Liverpool a little bit of some fits sometimes when they play. And it's just these teams, you know, they they don't get relegated, but they stick at the top of the, you know, I mean, the middle of the Premier League, which is the, obviously the highest league in England. But um, we'll see, man. Uh, I hope Liverpool can do it. I know you hope Manchester and United can do it. Yeah. Tottenham, we know that Tottenham Hopster. Sorry, Danielle, but they're probably not going to do it because yeah, uh, they just they don't, don't win trophies. They don't win trophies. But sorry, all our Hotspur fans out there. But. I see uh, someone at work was talking to me about actually not at work. Sorry. Um, it was my my basically brother in law. Now my wife's sister's husband. He was telling me he was watching that Ted Lasso. He's like, I didn't know anything about about soccer. And he's like, I'm kind of getting into it now. Like the pig, so cr- you know, that's so crazy how that show would get people into soccer. Yeah. I mean, well, kind of how FIFA got you into soccer, right? <laughs> if you- well, no, it was video games. Yeah. FIFA. Yeah, well, exactly. So it's like not actually watching the sport and like you and like kind of the video game as well was was like NASCAR. So it was like the same thing. It was like something that you wouldn't really like. Okay, so I I think video games is a more realistic, you know, example than a TV show or a movie, Mm -hmm. you know, but I mean, that's pretty tactical, right? You you get a cool actor, you put a cool pot behind it on a Apple TV, I think it is, right? Because it's, um, it's, yeah, it's Apple TV, I think, but it's also, um, it's a comedy, right? Like, it's not even like a, a, dr- a drama. It's no, it Jason's, is kind of, it, yeah, it's like a comedy. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, a, what's his name? Jason Sudeikis, so it's Sudeikis. definitely a comedy. He doesn't, he, he's, a, I think he's a, he's a football coach here in America. He doesn't know nothing about, uh, yeah. about soccer, and then they send him over there to run a team, and then he yeah, doesn't know what that. I heard that. I mean, he told me that it's funny as hell and that it's actually getting him into soccer a little bit. He's like, I feel like I need to choose a team, though. And I'm like, 
You see that banner up there? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I yeah, don't he, know, man. He probably couldn't go wrong for <laughs> for some time to come to be a Liverpool fan. Oh, he's going to be a City fan watch. Oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, some of these top teams in the EPL so far, they like on paper, they have games so far this weekend on Saturday and Sunday that look to be easy wins, but we'll, we'll see. I mean, West Ham's got Burnley. Tottenham Hotspurs have Brighton, Hope, and Albion. Then coming here on Saturday... You have Manchester City against Wolves. There you go. There's one game that you can hopefully have Man City either draw or lose. Arsenal has Southampton. Chelsea's got Leeds. Liverpool has Aston Villa. And Man U has Norwich City. So we'll see uh, a weekend, hopefully, of better games than it seems like on paper, you know? Definitely, definitely. So, all right, cool. So from the pitch, we go to the football field. Let's go. So the last two uh, sports we have of the evening, we have college football, which we're going to review some of these uh, college football conference championship games and get into the final, final college football playoff uh, voting. Uh, Mark, so I know you and my brother were kind of, uh, you know, going off on Saturday. Yeah, we so got to get your we got to get your brother on. Yeah, no, you really got to get your brother on this damn podcast. So we can just me and him can just vent our sorrows every damn week. I'll go, I'll go disappear <laughs> for I'll go disappear for a little bit and then you guys can go ahead and do that. But yeah, I mean, Alabama is who we thought they were, you know, and, and Oregon apparently didn't even care to show up either. So, yeah, Oregon either, basically started off Iowa. You know, like there's a lot. There's like how many of these were actual good games like Baylor and Oklahoma State. That's like it. Yep. Yeah, did you see that ending? That was a pretty amazing ending. Yeah, yeah of course. Crazy. Uh, you know, I knew Iowa was going to kind of get trounced. Michigan's actually been a pretty damn mm-hmm. good team this year. Uh, say what you will about them. I think that Oklahoma State had a really good chance. I think that Georgia kind of played everybody. Vegas got a lot of bit of got a lot of money from that game, I'd say so, but you know, I kind of played myself, too. You know, I'll be the first one to say it and uh, being, being able to admit why you were wrong and why your losses and why your handicapping and whatnot wasn't right is probably, you know, the first step that one on this journey to become a not professional, but, you know, somewhat of a profitable sports winning or sports betting uh, guy. Right. But I, I'd be the first one to say, it. you know, I I heard I even text you guys. That stat on Saban, Nick Saban hasn't been an underdog. This is his first time being an underdog since 2015. And not only has he been an underdog, not only has he not been an underdog since 2015, I mean, six and a half, six, between six, seven points. I don't think it ever reached seven at any books that I'm, you know, that I'm familiar with. But at six and a half, you know, the books kind of giving you. Kind of wanting you to chase that, you know, that below touchdown favorite, right? Oh, Georgia this, Georgia that. You can get them at less than a touchdown. They put that that half point on there for you so they can get a little bit extra more money for you as you up your juice and pay a little bit extra vigorish to get that six and a half down to six, you know, and then you get smoked with no chance in hell at Georgia <laughs> doing anything. I don't know if it was – I don't think it was their quarterback. My buddy texted me, said they're not starting Mike's old USC favorite in JT Daniels. They're actually going to start sh- – What I forgot his name. Um, bro, what was it? What was, the, what was the QB's name for Georgia? Um, shoot, what was his name? Um, SB something uh, – Shepard? No, I forgot. I can't think about it right now. But, you know, he he threw a pick, a couple mistakes. I don't think it was really on him. I just think that 
Bama really came to play. And like I said, I was a fool to think that uh, Nick Saban, if I would have handicapped this. How about Bennett? Stetson Bennett? Shep, yeah, Spencer Bennett or something, right? Stetson. Yeah, yeah Stetson, Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. That's him. Mm-hmm. We'll see how he performs. But this is what I'm talking about. If I would have. Really thought I thought about this after the fact, and this is what I hate. This happens so many times because before you play a game, you kind of stay oblivious to what you want to believe, and you kind of just focus on the road ahead and what you know. You kind of blind out any other factors and whatnot. But after I got smoked on George, I'm sitting here thinking, and I'm like, you know, it's BS because if I would have thought about this before, Nick Saban, the first time he's an underdog since 2015, and he's getting damn near a touchdown. And on top of that, if he would have played like a wickedly amazing game the week before where he just trounced his opponent, Auburn had nothing to play for. Auburn was just garbage and Alabama, whatever, 52 to like 28, right? But no, that wasn't the case. Alabama had to go to like how many overtimes to beat, you know, in the Iron Bowl to beat Auburn down there at the Plains in Auburn or Eagle. <laughs> but if it, it, they almost lost that game. So I should have known Nick Saban pretty much almost coming off a loss and then being an underdog for the first time in 2015. I'm sorry. But Nick Saban pretty much almost lost that game in Auburn. And Nick Saban wasn't going to lose two damn games in a row. We all know that. Dude, that was easy money. When I sit here back, you know, Monday morning quarterback, hindsight, you look back at it, 2020, whatever the hell you want to call it. That was a pretty damn easy game to handicap and just take Bama. Because his ass was not going to lose two games in a row. Bama, you know, they had the better quarterback. That's for damn sure. He's going to win the Heisman after that damn performance. And just, uh, man, I got played, but congratulations to Bama. They're sitting at number one on the college football playoff rankings now, Mike, with Michigan number two, Georgia falls to number three, obviously, because they want in that all SEC final. We got Cincinnati (laughs) and the Bearcats sitting at number four. I see you shaking your head. But before I let you speak, Mike, I got to say one thing. Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bark. Be a bar, bar cat. I'm thinking about going to the Cincinnati <laughs> Bearcats being the first group of pie, group of pie, group of five team not to make the college football playoff, guys. So, not Big 12, not Big 10, oh, not Power SEC, five, yeah, not SEC, right? Not ACC, but group of five conference to make the college nice. football playoff. So, congratulations, go. guys. The AAC. AAC, congratulations. Yeah. I hope that, mm, you know, it's going to be a tough task to beat Bama, but. Yeah, true. I mean, but how you know, crazy would that be? How this is their, but this is their year, though, because because Clemson was had a down year. You know, if Clemson was at where they were supposed to be, then Cincinnati would never have been a thought. But Correct. it took them to have a down year to do that. Um, but speaking of Bears, Congratulations to your California Golden Bears beating USC in their makeup game last week. Um, so <laughs> let's see what Lincoln does Riley that, can, can bring does to that USC. Game get a, does that game get the Cal Bears to a bowl game? If I'm not mistaken, I think uh, that was Let's see. What was their – well, this is the bowl schedule. So technically, I don't even – that's so weird. That, that on ESPN, they don't even have that game listed. It's just because it's all the bowl games or whatever. But I didn't see – I didn't I'd have even, to look up. It's all the bowl, the bowl schedule is not all out. It 
Is I mean, it? not the bowl schedule. I'm sorry. Uh, week Playoff. 14 was all of the conference championship games. So like, they don't even show, even though it was a makeup game, they don't show that. So I, I, I'd have to go back to you know the Pac-12 standings or whatever and see. But is it still six games gets you in a bowl game? Believe six so. wins. They okay, so, so the six game. wins I see right here that Cal. Let's see, do 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 do. Cal um, overall, ooh, five and seven. Sorry, sir, oh. I did not put them into a bowl. Uh, USC, <laughs> USC was four and eight, bowl. so they're not even in the bowl. So screw off. I get to have a night. I just get to relax. I mean, don't worry. You got Oklahoma's bowl. finest coming your way down there to South Central, buddy. But I mean, I mean, is bowl season? If it's not the Final Four, is it even worth watching? Because you know, some of these guys who are going to be a top ten pick, top round pick, they're just going to skip the games. We already have, you know, what I think I saw two guys. There's a handful of guys who have already declared for the draft. Therefore, they're not playing in their bowl game. So some of the, you know, ever since they allowed that, it's been. Wait, in what game? Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I forgot. I forgot who, but some like five star, yeah, yeah, yeah. four star. I thought you meant. I thought end. you meant the. I thought you meant the playoff, the fourteen. No, no, no. Oh, I, I don't think they do that in the playoff game. Yeah. I think in any other, even if it was the Rose Bowl or the Orange Bowl, one of those BCS, those classic BCS bowls. But if it was a non-playoff game, you know, all the, that, all the way down to the Weed Eater Bowl, like all those bowls, it doesn't matter. If you're going to be a top, you know, sixty pick. You don't have to. You're not going to get in trouble. Just declare for the draft and start getting ready for the combine, you know, in, um, you know, March or whenever, whenever that is, you know. And I really, really enjoy this season, though, Mike. You got the Big 12, Oklahoma State, obviously, you know, with the with the best record, but not winning it. Baylor actually winning it by inches, literally a game of inches that Baylor is your Big 12 conference champion. You know, I like to see Oklahoma didn't finish first, second, but, you know, pretty much third. And then, you know, Clemson, 19th, right? They were out of, not even ranked for pretty much for part of the season. Obviously not even getting close to the playoffs this year. A, a group of five, like I mentioned, team gets into the playoffs. It's just I, I really enjoy it. Michigan kind of came back with Harbaugh, finally beating Ohio State for the first time since like, what? There was like eight, nine years. There was actually like a website. There was like a domain, like how many times Ohio State beat Michigan.com or something, right? And it was like a counter. It, it was just ridiculous how big this rivalry is, you know? So uh, all in all, you know, I say it all the time. This season, you know, you snap your fingers and this damn season is over. It starts September. You know, it doesn't even pretty much get you through Christmas. It's just it's so quick. You know, it sucks because it's pretty much, you know, my favorite damn sport, really. Football, NFL, you know, NASCAR, kind of my top three, EPL as, as well, but EPL as well. We can make it rhyme. So, <laughs> But uh, Notre Dame, uh, your brother, I know him being an Irish fan, thought that they had a chance. They do not, but they will get to host uh, or not host, but they will get to face off against the Big 12 champions in Oklahoma State in their bowl <laughs> game. And uh, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited for. Michigan to try to beat Georgia. I think it'd be kind of fun to have a Big Ten SEC championship. If Cincy can beat Alabama, not to count them out, that would be wild as hell. Can you imagine Michigan and Cincinnati playing for all the marbles? Right. But uh, it, it's exciting times for we got for the next couple bowl games. You know, the New yeah. Year Six that they call it, and obviously the championship on January 10th. What are your thoughts on this season, Mike? I 
I mean, it's been a, it's been a weird season because when the season started, I started my new job. So it was kind of like Saturday was gone, you know, so I had to I had to, you know, I come home in the morning on, on Friday to Saturday and then I go to sleep. That's right. Wake up. I get to watch like a noon game or a one o'clock game or whatever. But it but it but, you know, in the end, I'm like doing you know a couple chores or I'm doing whatever around the house. I kind of have it on the background. And then sure enough, if there's a good night game starting at like four or five, sorry, I got to get, you know, off to work for Saturday. So I'm looking at the schedule. So hopefully I'm not sure if these are Eastern uh, time zone times or if it's Pacific. But I mean, 1130 looks good, 3 p.m. But then you have like Michigan State and Pittsburgh at 7 p.m. You know, or it's probably Eastern because I have a 1030 p.m. East. Uh, there's no way that that starts at 10.30 p.m. So Wisconsin, Arizona State, that's 7.30. So a lot of these games are, you know, if it's Eastern time zone, kind of sucks because, oh, you know, there we go. Penn State, Arkansas, noon. Iowa, Kentucky, 1 o'clock. Notre Dame, Oklahoma, 1 o'clock. So, yeah, so I, I get to watch some of these games. Unfortunately, Ohio State, Jesus, Ohio State and Utah. Ohio State's going to just absolutely obliterate Utah at 5 o'clock. Um, no, no, don't. I mean, I wouldn't say that yet. Because, I mean, Ohio State could be one of those teams that you say have players going to the draft. Utah. And that's what what makes it hard to bet then. It makes it hard to gamble, right? Utah got a good defense, though. You saw. Well, this is what what makes pro elite handicappers that do this shit for a living compared to you and I that do a a mini contest on the Comic Bookies podcast that, you know, we try – we put as much as we can forward, but I do. We got there's these dudes that do it professionally. They got guys that are going to games. They know people that are going to games. They get an on time weather report. You know, I took, I took. You know, we'll get into NFL later, but let's just say I took the Bills, and you'll know because we'll talk about the picks. But I took the Bills. I take the Bills on Tuesday. You think I'm looking at what the damn weather is gonna be on the next Sunday when I make my picks on the Comic Bookies podcast on yeah. Tuesday? You know what I mean? My pick would be completely different, Michael. If I would have, but that's what these professional handicappers are doing. They know the weather ahead of time. They're checking it earlier in the week. They're doing this. They're doing that. You know. So I don't yeah. know. It, 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 it's pretty crazy, but we're not. Yeah. I'm not a damn professional. I try to do what I can, but yeah. And that's what makes it hard to gamble. You know, with these. But you said new Utah. kind of. I mean, Utah, they 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 gave it to freaking Oregon two times in a row, right? They've got a pretty damn good defense. They're playing with a big chip on their shoulder because, you know, that player got – that one player um, got shot or something, and then the other – who was his friend? His friend got shot. So they, they're playing with like a couple teammates on that Utah Utes team that have been murdered and killed and – so I think they they kind of playing with a heavy heart on their shoulders this season, and you can kind of tell by they're just going out there and doing pretty yeah. good. You know, they are your Pac-12 champs. So I wouldn't just say that Ohio State is going to completely kill them, man. A lot of crazy things happen in these bowl games, and we'll see. Yeah, true. I mean, but that's what makes it so hard to gamble, you know, and, and, and put down bets is you don't know who's going to, you know, go into the draft, like declare for the draft and not play in a bowl game. You know, you don't know if a team's, you know, like in, like in the NFL, you don't know who's going to be going to on these random, you know, I guess the weather had a uh, factor, but like the Steelers go for two all the time. So it's so hard to like pick an over under or a spread when you have, you know, instead of seven, seven, 
it's eight, seven or seven, six. It's like, Oh my God. You know, like how many people are losing by a half point or a point because they went for two, five times in a game, you know? So it's, it's super weird, but you know, that's a nice segue going into our gambling, um, you know, portion of the show, the NFL, um, myself. Wait, 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 wait. Before you get into the NFL, Mike, I want to say something real quick that, the season, the the actual regular season's not over because we got one of the biggest games of the season coming up this Army week. Army Navy, Army Navy, baby, on the 80th anniversary of Pearl Harbor, which was today. Gonna have to give a shout out to the Army Navy game with Army being seven and a half point uh, favorites. This game is always crazy. It is played in kind of crazy weather sometimes, so it's always fun to watch it and uh, check it out and whatnot. But um, yeah. It's uh, it's not over yet. Uh, Alabama is your favorite, Mike, to win this uh, this championship this year. Georgia sitting there at about one and a half to one. Alabama plus uh, Alabama's almost even plus one twenty. Michigan, if you want any odds, you probably have to be looking at Michigan at about six to one. Cincinnati sixteen to one. So uh, yeah. All right. Alabama, you have it. Nick Saban. It looked like their season was a little uh, grim and bleak, but Saban's got his boys looking like the favorites again to go win to lift the trophy. And real quick, who's your pick for Heisman? Oh, it's gonna have to be uh, Bryce Young. I just think that I think that he he proved it last week, right? He proved it. A lot of people had Georgia that vaunted defense. Uh, he made them look silly at times, and. Um, I think that with the, he's got that one player out. Uh, what was it? Starts with an M. I can't think of his name right now. But he got injured in the game. He's gonna be. Yeah, I don't he know. Did. If he's gonna, huh? I forgot his name. Yeah. <clears throat> hopefully, hopefully he can play because uh, I think that's one of his uh, go-to targets for Cincinnati's <laughs> case. Hopefully he's out. Uh, if Nick Saban thinks that his Alabama Crimson Tide have the power enough to beat Cincinnati. And uh, without him, I'm sure he'll sit him out and get him ready for either Michigan or Georgia come uh, January 10th, 2022, where the okay. NCAA trophy will be lifted, Michael. So there you let's go. Get well, Alabama, will, will Alabama only get its fourth Heisman Trophy all time? Pretty crazy. Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, and then Devontae Smith are the only three Alabama players to ever win the Heisman, which is, you know, pretty Almost crazy. Unbelievable. I know. To see how many players that have gone through that program. Pretty, pretty crazy. So into the NFL, into the super contest. Let's get it started. Um, your boy, I'm, I'm not trying to brag, but come Here on now. How I, how I started is one of those things. Like, like how it started and how it's going. I've gone 14-2 and two the last four weeks, going 4-0 again. Um, now I'm, I'm in first place all by myself at technically not really 500, but it's 23-23-2. So technically I gave, you know, I give a half a game per tie. Uh, and then Mark and Sean sit tied for second, or in this case, tied for last, uh, at 22, 25, and 1. So week 14, Mark, your favorite Minnesota Vikings are playing Thursday night football at home against the Pittsburgh Steelers at a minus 3, which is looks pretty cra- pretty weird to me how good the Steelers have been playing and how crappy, I mean, up and down the Vikings have been playing. They lose uh, to the Lions last week, giving them their first win. And then you have uh, the Bears and Packers, Packers um, minus 12 and a half on Sunday night football. And then the Rams and Cardinals face off on Monday night football with Arizona being a two and a half point favorite. So I have Sean's picks up. I have not looked at them yet, 
but I'll get them up right now. I pick first, Sean picks second, and you pick third this week. So running down the list, let me see Let's here. Let's do it. Let's do it, dude. Let's keep this mojo going. Hopefully everyone's out there. You know, send us your picks or uh, hope that you're at least following along with our contest. Uh, let me see here. Why the hell is Cleveland minus two and a half? Someone get hurt for the Ravens? Like Lamar Jackson? There's always someone hurt for the Ravens. I think they got like seven starters out. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Seahawks, a good win. And now they go on the road minus seven and a half in Houston. Ugh. This is a... This is a not a good looking week. This is an ugly week. That's my type of week, baby. I know, every right? Time I li- every time I like the board, I get smoked. So I hope <laughs> I don't like this damn board. Right? Uh, you ha- it's we have been Colts. So far this we season. have Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles on a bye. So we can't. I can't get an easy win with the Patriots this week, and Sean can't pick the Dolphins. So I wonder who he picked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is tough. Okay, let me throw out the first pick of the week here. Um, I'm going to keep it going. The Washington Redskins had a, had a really good win. Um, uh, had a really Washington Redskins had a really good win on the road in Las Vegas, but I'm going to take the team. That's going to, you know, they're going to end up winning that division, the NFC East. I'm going to go with, it's an ugly four on the road, but I'm going to go Dallas and it looks like weather. It just looks like cloudy and cold. So let's go Dallas Cowboys minus four on the road in Washington. That's who you're going with, huh? Okay. Yeah, I mean, c- kind of scrolling down, you know, I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know. Let's see, Sean. Sean is picking. Let's see, his first pick is going to be, and then we can kind of discuss it. I was looking at this game. I, I just kind of looked at it, too. I, I mentioned it. He's going with Denver. He says minus eight, but I have it at seven and a half, so he gets um, a little half point, little little nudge there. He, I don't know when he, when he looked at this, but Denver, minus eight. Seven and a half for Sean. Let's see. So is it one of those things where is Detroit is Detroit going to, you know, take it, you know, or is Denver going to be like Denver's obviously the best, the better team. They're 500. They're fighting for a playoff spot. And Detroit is still just a crappy team and they're going to lose by at least eight points. Like, like what say you? It was eight. Now it's only seven and a half. Um, I don't know. I haven't really been looking at that game too much. But I do like that pick. I do like that pick. If I could get seven and a half and obviously buy the half point down to seven, I like the Broncos, Detroit. They are who they thought they were. You know, they are who they thought we were or whatever the hell out of the damn. Right. I just think that they got that win. They're happy as hell. They're celebrating. They got their first win. The Broncos couldn't really generate much against, you know, one of the better, obviously, one of the best teams in the AFC. So I think that the Broncos probably get back home, kind of get things right. Um, and I'm seven and a half. Uh, I like it better at seven, but I wouldn't uh, tell Sean that he's taking a bad pick there is uh, I'd probably be looking at that also. So, all right, well, Mark, giving up the half point. So yep, eight's a dead number point. in the NFL anyway. Does it really matter? Probably not. So, yeah. all right, Mark, your first pick of the week, sir. And my first pick of the week is going to actually be um, as a nod to Sean, because uh, I'm pretty sure he probably has this. But I'm going to be taking his San Francisco 49ers, man. All right. Not that I love it, because I really don't. Uh, The Cincinnati Bengals 
obviously got pounded. I mean, I would say they kind of got pounded. They were kind of back in it. Um, I think they went 22 unanswered against the L.A. Uh, Chargers uh, when mm-hmm. the Chargers was 24. They were up by 24, I think, to nothing. And then the, the Bengals started coming back. It was like 24 to 22. Burrow got his pinky injured. And that is that why the line is so low? I haven't checked the injury report. Mike, you're a fantasy guy. Do you know anything on that? Is Burrow, I don't. Um, is I can look, though. Because um, I'm, I'm not sure. Don't I'm ask not, me about fantasy because I've lost like three straight. Don't, and don't, not don't even print the playoffs that anymore. ticket yet, Mike. Don't print that ticket yet, Miguel. Because okay. if, uh, if if Cincy is if Burrow's hurt, because I'm seeing a short line here minus it one. It looks like he has a finger injury, but he plans to play through the finger injury, so he probably will be playing at not a hundred percent. Do we know who the backup is? Oh, you have to look at the I'm depth just thinking, chart. I'm just thinking of the red rifle. Jesus, why can't yeah, I get? He's not I, there, can't, is he? I can't get Andy Dalton's face out of my Andy Dalton's <laughs> face out of my head right now. Is the backup for Cincy? But, I know, right? Um, um, Bengals, Bengals depth chart. I think we're going to be looking at. So Bengals depth chart is looking like this, sir. Their backup quarterback is uh, Brandon Michael. Allen. Ba, ba, okay. badass. I'll still take San Francisco all day because I don't want nothing to do with no B.A. Because San Francisco's <laughs> healthy. I think like I mean, D.O. not completely healthy, but I think that are they getting Debo Samuel back? I Probably not. I, I don't pay attention to 49er news. Come on now. I don't listen to no. the game anymore. <laughs> Why am I picking this game now that I think about it? There's so many question <laughs> marks. Wow. See, this is what I'm saying. This is what happens when I'm picking these games on a Tuesday. But uh, I'll take the San Francisco 49ers. I don't give a damn. Let's go. All right. That's my uh, no real rhyme or reason to it. Don't take Mm -hmm. this comic bookie fans. You will lose money. Just uh, (laughs) I'll take San Francisco plus one here. Okay. um, The Raiders are a 500 team. You know, I I usually don't give an explanation for for these for this next pick. But I mean, they're a 500 team. They're not. They're not very good. They they can't stop anybody. They're up and down on offense, even though the 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 numbers would you know, tell you otherwise. You know, cars like top five in passing, but at the end of the day, we're not gonna we're gonna finish eight and nine. We're gonna finish outside the playoffs. We're still gonna be in the hunt. Uh, the Chiefs have taken a stranglehold of the division, uh, even though I think the Chargers are only like one game behind. I think the Chiefs are that that perennial team. It just took them a little while longer to to get there. The Raiders don't usually play well in Kansas City. Uh, I would know. I went to a game where they got absolutely dominated there at Arrowhead Stadium. So let's go with their the last year. What are you talking huh? about? They won their last year. What are you talking about? They did. They did. Did they yeah. win their last year? They won their last year, Papa. Oh, but then they lost at home. So, so either way, minus nine and a half. Chiefs are going to win by double digits. I'll take it. I hope this one doesn't bite me in the ass where like the Raiders lose by three because it's a close division game. So I lose the Raiders lose and I lose the bet. So let's go Kansas City minus nine and a half. Uh, Sean's next pick. I think I saw. Who did I see? Sean is taking Baltimore plus two and a half. See, that was that, that was my that was my thing. I should have taken that. I didn't see it either. So Cleveland's at home uh, four and two at home. The Ravens like who's injured? Someone's got to be Cleveland minus two and a half. no. All right, fine. So Sean's taken. That might be an easy pick for him. Baltimore plus two and a half. Everyone's on the train against the Ravens, I guess, because they, you know, 
couldn't tie and go to overtime. They wanted to to get the win against Pittsburgh, and they failed on a two-point conversion, and they lost by one. So now they go on the road to division rivals Cleveland as two-and-a-half-point dogs. So, But there may be a reason why they're, you know, I don't know who's hurt. That looks like yeah. a line that someone's hurt, you know. Like, let's look up the Ravens injury like report. Like the San Francisco, know? like the San Francisco City line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so Sean's taking the Ravens plus two and a half. Uh, mark your second pick and why. But is it isn't Cleveland coming off a bye? Cleveland's coming off a bye, aren't they? Uh, yeah, they didn't play last week. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's why Sean's using my strategy. You see that? You see that asshole? He's using my damn strategy, dude. No, well, he no. He's also using the strategy that I uh, used oh, last so week. He's using to both pick the our... Ravens to pick the Chargers. I got that, that. That line was so weird. Like, why aren't the the Bengals like? Why are the Bengals like just minus two and a half or minus three at home against the Chargers? I knew it. So let's see. Okay, you knew it. Okay, who? Okay. Houdini. <laughs> Who you no, I don't see I don't see anything big for the Baltimore Ravens. December seventh, sixth, going back to November twenty ninth. Nothing jumps out at me. Uh I mean they lost Marlon Humphrey. I think they lost another starting corner. Uh season ending torn pectoral. Oh god, pectoral muscle in Sunday's twenty to nineteen loss to Steelers. They lost a corner. But that doesn't mean that's not shouldn't be the reason why they're two and a half point dogs. I kind of like I kind of like Cleveland. That might be an honorable mention. Um, okay. I don't know if I'll. So what's your next pick? My next pick. It's not going to be Cleveland, although it not could be, be Minnesota or it could. It's not going to be Minnesota. Actually, should it be Minnesota? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking. You're trying at it. to take like, it from I'm me. At it. It's like, why? Tr- like, like I'm, a, I'm taking Minnesota. You're gonna try to take it from me. No, I know you I was are. gonna take it. So I'm gonna take. I'm gonna put my cards on the table right now. <laughs> Give me Minnesota minus one three. Give me Minnesota. Oh no, you're taking you guys again. know. If you knew me in Minnesota, dude, I am taking Minnesota oh, TCB fans. What week is this? 12, 13? This is week 14. 14? I'm taking Minnesota for the 13th week in a row. <laughs> God, boy. I'm not going to let you take them from me, Mike, because I'm picking third this week. And if I have any competition, if I need any leg up on the competition, I need mm-hmm. to figure out where I can uh, get a game here because whoever would have thunken that I would be uh, tied with Sean. Come on. Sean hasn't recorded in three damn weeks. <laughs> right. But he went, like three, and he went like three and one la- two weeks ago, and then he went four and oh last week. So he's been on quite the roll lately as well, too. Um, so, let's go. So it's my third pick. He, how much I'm, wood did he lay last week? Like 30, 40 points. He like 35 points. He went four and oh. Good Lord. Jesus. That's right. Holy crap. I can actually get that stats right here on the previous page. Minus 13. So that's a total. That's 23. 23 minus uh, plus 23 plus nine is 32, 32 plus five. He, he laid 37 points down. He went four and oh, good Lord. Oh my God. That's oh, the type dude. of year it's been. I know. Right. So I'm taking another, I'm taking my third uh, favorite in a row. Usually it doesn't happen, but um, I mean, five and zero at home, 
It's Tom Brady. He used to play against Buffalo. Buffalo. I, I saw some of the post game interviews and just good, the, good analysis and just the feeling of the team in Buffalo. They were really, really upset that they lost that game after Mac Jones threw the ball three damn times and they couldn't stop the run. Two hundred and twenty-two yards on the uh, ground against that defense. So I'm going to go Leonard Fournette to go silly against this team at home. They're going to go down from up from the cold down to the humidity. Uh, Buccaneers at home minus three against the Bills. You're laying sixteen and a half, Michael. You're all fit. You're you're all favorite thus far. Yes, sir. I There's know. There's that deep breath. There's that deep breath when you I'll hold find, on for I mean, you hold on I, for I have dear life. Favorite you go too, to but I'll, I'll try to find you a. Uh, I'll try to find you a, a, a dog. So go ahead, dude. Uh, oh, Sean. Sean's next pick. Sean actually has a dog. Sean. Oh, Sean can't take the Niners because Mark already did. So his next pick is going to be Carolina minus two and a half. Oh, I like that too. So Carolina. So he takes a division game. They're at home against the the Atlanta Falcons, who are actually four and two away from Georgia. So let's go. So Panthers minus two and a half for Sean. Carolina. You know, there's one two. thing about that game, Mike. Let's uh, let's talk about it. I mentioned to you early. Um, they they got they got rid of Joe Brady. Which okay. obviously, which obviously was the offensive coordinator down at LSU when Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that historic LSU team won the national championship. Obviously, Matt Rule comes out of Baylor after having a couple good seasons there, goes and joins the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you know, they get they trade or whatever they do. I don't even know how they acquire Darnold, but nonetheless, they get Darnold. <laughs> uh. And, and, you know, and this is what they're given. So the, you're going to put it on Joe Brady when you get rid of a when, when you give him Joe Darn or Joe Darn. When you give him Sam Darnold to work with a Cam Newton and your best playmaker in, in Christian McCaffrey is done for the rest of the season. I mean, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. Do you think that just to get off topic a little bit off our picks, you think. Joe Brady is going to go to another NFL team, or do you think he's going to go back to college? Could he be joining a Lincoln Riley at USC as an offensive coordinator? Could he be joining a Brett Venables, which we didn't talk about, but Brett Venables has been leaving the defensive coordinator position at Clemson to join or to become the head coach at Oklahoma. Could Joe Brady be leaving to be joining one of those guys in college? Could be doing he'd be doing his own thing in college? I mean, I just think that the cards he was dealt was kind of weak. You give him Sam Darnold, an older Cam Newton, a banged up Christian McCaffrey, a uh, head coach that's like in his second year or whatever, and Matt Rule or first year. I don't even know if is it. Is I think it is first year, but gee, yeah, it is first year. But geez, you know, you don't give you don't give the guy much to work with. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think, man? I don't know. I mean, you know, do you take a demotion? Do you go try to get to go somewhere else? Because if you just leave, then you might be, you know, you might be SOL on openings in the NFL. So um, maybe you go back and go to a, a, a better situation. You know, I mean, it is Tom's getting up there in age. So I would think that even if they, you know, they could come into a good quarterback and stay good for a long, long time. But that 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 division is up for grabs right now. You know, the Falcons are in limbo. The Saints are in limbo with their quarterback issues. You know what I'm saying? So if they can get some stability there in Carolina, they can be one of the top two teams in that division for years to come. I, I don't know. Um, 
you know, you have to factor in everything, uh, you know, your contract with money and stuff, you know, you'd be going in and just being another assistant and now in college, how much, you, you know, so who knows? I mean, you're in Carolina. So if you go to USC, you're on the West coast. Now you got to pack up, move your family over there. You know, I don't know. So we'll, you know, we'll see. Um, I, I, I would stay in the NFL. Sooner or later, if you show that you can actually score points with a certain offense or whatever, you know, then then you're going to get paid either as a coordinator somewhere else, or you're going to you're going to make the moves and and end up a, a know, Cliff Kingsbury power move being a head coach sooner or later. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's a lot of these head coaches out there. I don't see them making it. Obviously, the Raiders are going to need a new head coach. Uh, I think Pete Carroll might be kind of uh, going on the way out. So old, Pete just, Carroll. There's so many. Uh, there's just so many people that uh, didn't. The Clapper and Gar- uh, Jason Garrett, the Clapper, we call him. He just lost yeah. his job. They're going to be looking for someone. Or actually, he wasn't a head coach. Sorry, what? Right? But was he a head? Was he the? Was he the Giants head coach? The Clapper, Jason Garrett. J- Jason Garrett. No, no, no. He went. You mean, you mean after Dallas? Yeah. No, he went like offensive coordinator somewhere. Yeah, offensive coordinator. That's what I'm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he just got fired from that too, I think. So yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, my next pick. Uh, let's get back to it real quick. Joe Brady. We'll see where he ends up landing. Maybe he can come to the Raiders. I wouldn't mind him. Uh, but he <laughs> right? obviously we got Greg Olson. I don't think we're in the looks for an uh, offensive coordinator. So that probably won't happen. But that's who I'm going to be taking, Mike. They lost 17 to 15 against the Washington football team. They had so many chances to win that game. Their playmaker and Waller did not play. I think we might be getting him back this week, although that line might be subjective to telling me that he might not be coming back in Darren Waller. Maybe it'd be closer to a nine, eight and a half point spread. I think he's worth about a point to the spread with uh, being kind of Derek Carr's security blanket there. Obviously, we know this situation and the story, what happened with Ruggs. And um, I just think that if Waller can come back, if he can play, if he can kind of do what he does, I think the Raiders have a pretty good chance of covering this spread. If he's not back, I still think that they got a pretty decent chance of doing it, As much, although I'm not as excited about it. I just think that they're going to have to step up their game. I think that after losing last week in a game that I think that they could have won, obviously being at home against the Washington football team, that's not great, although they have surprised this season, uh, I think that their head is going to be a little bit more focused. Once again, I have not checked the weather. I know the weather in Kansas City can be a little bit crazy at times. So um, I'm just going off what I'm seeing here on Tuesday night as we record on the 7th of December 2021. I'm going to be taking the Las Vegas Raiders, Mike, against the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead, plus nine and a half, fading you, Mr. Michael. All right. So that get, that's now leaves us with our last pick. Um, let's see. Man, this is our I feel like just mentally it's slim pickings now. And then like the like the one or two games that I did like, it's like, uh, I don't know if I like it anymore. You know, um, kind of like Tennessee at home, even though, you know, the Jaguars are 0 five away from home. I mean, they've still been able to, to put wins together even without Derrick Henry. Um, shoot. Jets suck. Um, the Texans suck. Let's see. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, shoot. He does. He he doesn't want to lose a game, guys. He's think he wants another four and zero week. He wants to. I know. 
He wants right. to propel this thing. Okay, so that win, so that win right there last week at home against the 49ers is either going to be like it's going to be that one where it was, you know, like who, like you know what? I'm I'm looking ahead. Sorry, who do the Seahawks play next week? Is this going to be a look ahead game for them on the road in Houston when they have to go to LA next week, dude? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Oh jeez. I'm gonna do it. Hold I'm your sorry. Horses, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Texans plus seven and a half. <laughs> At home against Seattle. Um I could have you know, my analysis could have gone either way, but that was a really good win. You know, a couple mistakes by the 49ers towards the end of the game. Um, you know, well actually people would say that that, that, that was a non call, you know, um on the pass interference. And now they're going on the road to Houston, who just absolutely is awful. Two and ten, one and five, but seven and a half makes me, you know, a little more confident in the pick. And the Seahawks play against the Rams, a division. I don't know, but they're four and eight. It's not like you know, it's not like this game would would make a difference. And then oh, they, they go to the Rams. Oh, they're coming back for a division title now. They're not really in the hunt for a playoffs spot. No, and, sir. I'm like talking myself. I'm talking myself in and out. That's of smart, sports. though. You're realizing. You're realizing this is what handicapping is about. Yeah. Oh Do gosh. we lock it in? I don't know. Oh my god. You know. Uh, uh. No, the Texans are going to be my my honorable my honorable mention pick. Uh. My actual pick is going to be. My actual pick is going to be. Man, Tennessee or Arizona? It's gonna be it's gonna be four favorites this week. Tennessee or Arizona? You're taking the um, you're taking the Sean route. I know, right? He went four and zero last week. Let's see if I go four and zero again this week. Uh, let's do. If Kyler did this at not a hundred percent, I was an idiot and started Carr. Uh, you know, instead of Kyler Murray, just I, I thought you know with weather and everything. So let's do. Um, yeah, let's do that. The Rams had a huge win against Jacksonville. They're going to come on the road. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to take the Cardinals on Monday night. I'm going to take a hopefully a three and zero record into Monday night. And let's go Arizona minus two and a half. Okay. And because Sean sent us like only like six or seven picks, we took the rest of his. He wanted like Dallas and somebody else, so he actually took the big one this week. Sunday night football. Sean's taken the Green Bay Packers. Minus 12 and a half on Sunday Night Football at home against the Bears. So wow. Green Bay for Sean, minus 12. How and many a half. points is he laying, dude? Uh, let's see. So Baltimore and Carolina cancel out because they're both two and a halves. Oh, so yeah. So seven and a half and 12 and a half. For Jeez. 20. So minus 20. And I'm putting down nine and a half, uh, nine and a half, 13 and a half, 17 and a half. 20 as well. <laughs> Me and Sean are both laying 20 this week. Oh. All right, Mark, your last pick, and that's it for sports. Let's go. Do I steal your pick and take the Texans? <laughs> Do I... <laughs> no, take the Titans against the Do Jaguars. I take the see Jets? I like the way the Jets have been playing. I like the way the Jets have been playing, but I can't trust them. But do I trust um, – Did the Saints win last week? Who's they lost. Pl- who, who's they playing? lost like five or six in a row. Who do they got? Simeon? Oh, God. 
Give me the Washington football team, Mike, plus four. What's that? The Washington football team, plus four. Oh, you're going against me. Okay. I'm okay. You. I don't want to do it. Four. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's the picks for this week's Comic Bookie Super Contest. Super, super close. Myself, I'm only like, it looks like maybe two games above these guys. I have two less losses. Yeah, it looks like a game and a half um, above these guys. So we'll see how this plays out. Uh, but that's it for sports. Uh, coming up is comic books and entertainment news. Uh, so stick around. We will be right back after not really any messages, just an interlude song. But we'll be right back. And thank you so much again for watching and listening. Uh, this has been the Comic Bookies Podcast, episode 135. We'll be right back in about five minutes if you're watching. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies Podcast. Thank you so much again for watching and listening wherever you are in the United States and throughout the world. We appreciate all the downloads. We are almost, almost to 40 different countries who are downloading the podcast. So uh, thank you so much for all of your support in downloading, listening, and watching. Um, at, look, just like every week, we are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Tomorrow, new comic book day. Go out there and get your books wherever you go. But if you can, if you're in the greater Bay Area, head on down to Fremont Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays and go see Alex at TI Comics. And go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Twitter at TI Comics. All right, dude. Let's get into comic books this week. Um, so tomorrow, new comic book day. Let's go. Uh, I need to see. Let me get my list. Finally got my previews like we were talking about last week. So I got some, you know, things to flip through over the next couple of days. So DC, we have the new... Batman era under Josh Williamson starting tomorrow. Batman 118, Dark Knights of Steel 2, Batman 89 number 4, The Swamp Thing number 10, and Superman Son of Kal-El annual. Even though it's only five issues in, apparently DC wants more, more of my money and they want an annual. So Marvel, Inferno number 3, Devil's Reign. I think it's another one of these you know big stories. Number 1 comes out tomorrow, Star Wars 19, Hellions 18, Amazing Fantasy 5 and one of my favorite, probably my only, you know, quality Marvel book, Fantastic Four Life Story number 5. Image gives us crossover number 10, Silver Coin 7, The Good Asian 7, and Made in Korea number 6. Boom Studios, Basilisk number 5, and Mighty Morphin number 14. AWA gives us Knighted number 2, and Dynamite, James Bond, Jimeros number 3. All right, dude, so... Anything you're excited for about that stack or get, get into your stack from a couple weeks ago? Uh, I, I mentioned to you after or not after, but before we started recording uh, what I read last night and into today. What did you enjoy or what are you looking forward to for this week? Bond's always fun. You know, I'm yeah. always excited to see that Bond story uh, with Himeros. Um Man, last week. Got a couple good books. Mike, I thought you you duped me, man. I thought you were going to be reading what I read or some of it. That's why I was all excited telling you, but Sorry, we man. can't get you, we can't get you on track since you moved. We just can't uh seem <laughs> to make it happen with books getting delayed and with us I mean, I think what really does it for us is that we're just reading so many damn books, man. I mean, I got 12 books last week. I mean, 12. Yep. I got, I mean, and then I, I had to read 11. I read nine last night and two today. 
How I did that, I have no idea. I mean, I started at like 10 o'clock, had a cup of coffee, and before you know it, I read like the eighth or ninth book, and it was like 1 a.m. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to find time tomorrow. I got to go to bed. It was crazy. I don't even – you said you read nine, right? Nine books I don't even night. understand how you can do nine. I mean five is kind of pushing it for me, four to five in a sitting. Um, it just depends. Some of them – I mean some of them have been real good. Um, I'd say three of them um, were like easy reads, not like a Thor, but like five – but like six, seven minutes. Only a handful of them were like a full 15-minute read, you know? So yeah. it wasn't too um, bad. Like I, like I was probably averaging four books an hour. So like between 1030 and, you know, so like starting at 1030 to one, yeah, it's about nine books. Take a break to go to the bathroom or watch something on the TV. You know, this is actually good discussion. We're going to get into these books into a second real quick. We went kind of long on the sports, but I kind of like the discussion now because yeah. you got me thinking. So every time you pick and let us know, fans in the chat, if you're listening, anybody, um, let us know in the comments uh, on our social media at the comic bookies on Instagram at the comic bookies on Twitter. You guys can always email us if you guys didn't know, but our email address is the comic bookies at gmail.com. So drop us a line. Let us know when you guys read. Are you guys just fully, fully dedicated to the book? Like you completely immerse yourself in the book. Um, you, there's no other distractions. The kids are sleeping. There's no sports going on in the background. This is the comic bookies podcast. We do like to wager and maybe read a little bit at the same damn time. You never know. But, um, Mike, I posed to you this question before we get back into these books. Um, sorry to go off topic, but man, when you read, are you like completely submerged in these books and these stories? Do you want no distractions though? You, you don't want the wife just all up in your ear. You don't want to have to take out the trash. <laughs> Let me know how you do mm-hmm. it, brother, because um, with me, it's it's a combination. I do a hybrid type, right? There's certain books that I'll read. I'll have to take breaks. There's certain books where my kid's interrupting me. There's certain books where there might be a game in the background that I'm not really wagering on, but I'm still kind of trying to pay attention to because it might be a hometown team. You know what I mean? But Mike, how, how do you do it, man? Fans, let us know also. Um, I usually wait. I usually wait until the kids are uh, – in bed, but then I'm too tired. To crunch but time. then I, but then there's no way. I, if I wait till my kid goes to sleep, nine, nine fifteen, eight forty five. There's no way I can read nine books. Yeah, I mean that um, late. I mean, like maybe the, your schedule's yeah. a little bit different now. I think that's maybe you may. You I might, can function more during the middle <laughs> of the night. <laughs> yeah. You're functioning a little bit better. You're kind of a vampire right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, your favorite character. I mean, your favorite superhero is Batman. So. I mean, you are made to be nocturnal, um, right, Michael? So yeah. So the right. So the 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 most that I'll probably put up with, not really put up with, but like the most I can um, have as a distraction or in the background, and still be able to immerse myself into a book is like my wife watching a show in the background. Like if we're next to each other in the bed or on the couch, she can watch like a housewife show or something on Netflix that she's watching, and I can still. Uh, you know, read the book every few pages. Like if I hear something like, oh, hell no, you know, like if a fight's get about to break out or something, then I'll kind of put the book down and like watch for a few minutes. But other than that, if the kids are up and if they're awake and playing and stuff, really can't really ever find the time to not only get away from spending time with them, but like if I am, then, you know, if they're screaming, like, no, I can't, I can't, I, I have to wait until they're asleep. Um, 
you know, I'm not really at a job anymore that I, I have that liberty, you know, or the freedom to do that. Like I'm kind of balls to the wall, you know, like go, go, go the whole 12 hours that I'm on shift. So I haven't been able really to do any kind of reading at all um, at, at the new job. But yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I think I got in the mail like another 10 or 11 books. So I'll be able to finish, you know, most of those in two days. And then I think this week I'm only getting like seven. So I'll be able to finish those easy, like three, four books a night on Sunday and Monday. Easy. It was a lot easier to do this when we were doing every other week on Wednesday. But now that we've switched to like every Tuesday now, because it makes it easier for myself at least once um, every other week on Wednesdays because I wouldn't have work. But yeah, it's just, you know, I know I have to cram it in, you know, so I just like like mentally prepare myself like. Hey, like I'm going to go watch like Hawkeye with my wife or watch a movie or do what we do. But then once like she's about to go to bed, bed, then I kind of then I'll pour myself a cup of coffee at like 11 p.m. and just sit there for another two, three hours and get my books in. Yeah. It's very, <laughs> very, that. very unconventional. But, you know, I get 11 books read in a 24 hour period, you know, <laughs> there, there it is. And he does it all for this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give <laughs> right. him a round, round of applause right now, ladies and gentlemen. He does it all for you guys. No, but nonetheless, man, I love how our portfolios are somewhat aligned with each other, as you guys can tell, because I love how you said, Michael, that you got seven books this week. I think I checked our um, our databases earlier, and I think I'm getting five or six as well myself. So mm -hmm. with you having a heavy week last week and myself as well with 12 and that 100-page giant with that Danny DeVito-led villains <laughs> of Gotham City, which yeah. is going to be great. I mean, I, I, I kind of want to put that one to the side on purpose because I don't want to have to blast through it, not really enjoy it. You know, I got all these damn annuals last week. You did, too. I've already gotten into one being the Tinian's Joker, which is pretty good. You're going to like it. Another uh, back, I uh, you know, like kind of like a, um, uh, a nostalgic type of art to it. Okay. Like that one. Remember that one book that had that art and you were like, oh, yeah. Classic Batman. One? Yeah. I or no, it was Joker. Joker had that one book that had the art that was really like retro style. That was well, yeah, probably because yeah, it had like a classic it, Batman look. It to was it. issue two or three of the Joker yeah. of Tinian's run. It was, right a, now. it was a flashback and like flashback to like 80s, 90s artwork. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So you're going to get that again in the Joker annual, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. But that All one right. was really good by by Tinian. Um, man, there's uh, we got Batman 118 that you mentioned coming out. It's going to be Williamson. So, you know, I'm going to have a lot, a lot of criticism mm -hmm. to go uh, and say going forward on Batman's run. I hope that the fans do, too. How much do you guys like Williamson? Let us know. Tell us in the comments. Let Mike and myself and Sean know, because this is big for me. I mean, I'm not going to lie, Mike. I'm sitting here looking at this book. It's going to be the biggest book that I'm going to be picking up this week on my shorter stack. But, I mean, it's a big book for me. I've always had my opinions with Williamson, obviously getting introduced to him on his Flash run and obviously picking up his Batman Superman run, which I dropped. You know, obviously Flash got picked up by a couple other writers. And here we are. He's going to be on the biggest book that DC prints, right? Uh, Batman, there's no bigger, there's no better. So Williamson, you better bring it because DC is counting on you. The comic bookie fans are comic, or you know, are counting on you because yeah. uh, Tinyan, you got big shoes to fill there, brother. What are your thoughts on this book coming out this week, man? I mean, it's classic, you know, 
it's classic, just new writer. It's not just Williamson, but Tinian's done it. Tom King's done it. You know, his first oh. issue and already a new character. You know, here comes the abyss. So that's what, you know, that's what we talked about last week is I'm just concerned about where Harley's going to go. Like, how are they going to, if, how and if and how are they going to kind of mesh the Tinian run with the Williamson run? Are they going to continue with the magistrate? You know, Peacekeeper one. Are they going to, you know, reintroduce Bao and Clown Hunter and, you know, um, Ghostmaker? You know, like, how are they going to do that? Or is it just going to be, you know what, start from scratch and just be, you know, pretty much like, like Tinian kind of brought, he mentioned the Bane, the, 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 the Bane, you know, uh, the uh, city of Bane and what Tom King did at the end of his run, you know, kind of like they kind of mentioned it, right? And so I hope that Williamson kind of, you know, the Joker war and everything that happened and the magistrate that kind of is happening uh, throughout Tinian's run. Hopefully Miracle Molly makes appearances here and there in, in, in his run as well. So I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm optimistic about it because it's Batman. You know, it's obviously if you look on some of these websites, it's the highest pulled book, you know, even though it's a new writer. So it'll probably be pretty good. I'm excited. OK, so we're betting man here, right? Mm-hmm. You like you like to gamble a little bit. You like to you like to make some some odds and I like to go fourteen and two over sixteen games. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> fourteen and two over sixteen. So let me tell you something here, Mike. We're getting Williamson starting his run at one eighteen on Batman. Let me give you if I told you over under Williamson is going to write for thirty three and a half books Ooh. of Batman. Are you taking the over or the under? So let me give you this. 33 and a half. He's starting at 118. That gives you about 25 and a half books that he's. That's kind of low now that I'm thinking about it. That's kind of low. 25 and a half. 25. Is DC going to give him longer than uh, a quarter, a quarter, a hundred books to write Mm -hmm. for Batman? Yeah, because you figure if it's if it's like six six issue arcs on average, that gives him you know that's a, around four to five arcs, you know. That's be between twenty four and thirty issues. Is he going to go that long? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like I don't have the inside scoop. You know, I don't know Jim Lee. You I don't know, know you know the, the uppers at, at DC Comics and what they have as far as a contract is concerned because they could have him contracted for at least fifty issues. I'm not too sure. There might be articles out there. That's so. true. That is so, true. That yeah, we so I'm could, not sure. We could be betting but, blindly here, but. but yeah, but I know. But I'm excited for that one. I'm excited for Batman '89 because that's a cool story. It's like an off story, but you're immersed in like the Batman '89 you know universe. It's like you're like, hey, I see certain things that I saw in the movie. But like the story is completely different. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, also, of course, the like I said, the Fantastic Four life story number five. So that kind of rounds up my like top three for the week. Like I'm excited for, you know, so but I do have three count them three number ones from two weeks ago that I read that Rest. unfortunately I teased in the beginning. How many of them are we pulling? I know you read at least one number one, but I have here from Marvel Black Panther number one from Dark Horse Comics Joy Operations number one. That's Brian Michael Bendis and from Source Point Press Wild Bullets number one. Unfortunately, Mark, I'm sorry to say I didn't do this just to like keep my stack down. But unfortunately, none of them were good enough to pull. Um, I think I pulled Wild Bullets and Joy Operations up front because they were like, you know, four or five or six issue miniseries. But after reading the issues, not a big fan. Black Panther was very, very bland. Um, Joy Operations was like the 
it was kind of cool. It was set in the future. Some um, there's uh, Joy. This is the, she's the main character. She's a protagonist. She's kind of like a like an enhanced kind of AI, but like human at, at the same time. So she has, and she starts hearing a voice in her head, and there's a it's a member of a different like kind of like police group, and there and he's telling her that she has to kill the woman. She's like you know basically president or or you know she's very very high up um in this world um you're you know her sole purpose is to protect her but he's in her head telling her that she has to kill her because what she's getting into and what she's going to do to this world she's going to end it she's going to kill everyone like what she's doing is not good and it's a good premise to a story but not good enough for me to pull and wild bullets was pretty cool it was like one it was like the bullet family and they're all getting together for Thanksgiving and they kind of give a backstory of each and every member of the family. And one of them has like an idol at the home, like very, very valuable. And they have reasons and, and there's a murder inside the house. A maid is killed and they have you know reasons to believe like who killed them, who killed them, you know, and then a group of people, whether they're ninjas or like just mobster gangster guys or, you know, uh, treasure hunters, there's a group who's specifically chasing after each one of them and they have to like fight them off. So some of these stories you would think, oh, it's a pretty good premise, but I don't know, just didn't do it for me. You know, so I, I, I dropped the two mini series and I told Alex that I will not be pulling Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, Black Panther, um, definitely Marvel. I think that you're going to be picking up another Marvel book uh, that you might be talking about in a little bit. Um, if you want to share that one. Yeah. Um, it's like a Gwen. Uh, I don't yeah, have you, pre- you told me in pre-production, I thought it was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it, it is cool. It's a five issue miniseries. Um, it, it's, it's like, it's like Gwen Stacy, you know, ghost spider, spider woman, whoever you want to call her. Uh, she is like, she goes to different parts of the, like the multiverse and she kind of finds herself, you know, in one world, she's, she's like Thor. She has like Molnir. She has the hammer. In another one, she's Captain America, and then she's Captain Marvel, and then she's Wolverine. Like there's one where it's like Gwen Stacy, legit with like the like the spikes, you know, the adamantium. So pretty cool. It it looks cool. I'm trying to 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 find myself uh, more Marvel books to get. It's a five issue miniseries. I unfortunately don't grab a lot of like female centric stories, so I'm pretty excited about that one. I think I'm gonna grab it. Um, yeah, to, and send to Alex. I'm gonna get it. Man, I've been on the Black Cat. I've been on uh, Harleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you just don't you you don't do it, man. I be I be on the I be on the women centric stories. I yeah, applaud well, myself. I, for I did that. Harleen too, but you did like the Joker Harley, and then we both did Harleen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but so I mean, I I I enjoy it. You know, I mean, Noctera, Noctera, the, the current one from Scott Snyder. That's female centric as well. So, you know, it's not just the normal like Catwoman and Harley Quinn and, you know, uh, Spider Gwen or whatever centric. But, you know, like other books that we read are female as well. I just I just don't think I grab enough because some of them I I know are pretty good. Has Ivy ever had her own story? Who? Ivy. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe like a miniseries or something like that. But I'm going to have to ask Alex about that one because. I've been kind of more intrigued about her character because I'm not obvious. Obviously, I haven't read too much about her, but her popping up in all these Batmans and Detective Lately's and the Harley Quinn books that I've been actually reading. Um, I, I, it'd be kind of cool to know if she's actually had a series or 
what's going on with her because she's mm-hmm. a she's a pretty interesting character, especially knowing what I know now about with the Harleen stuff that she's got going on with her and all the um pretty cool. But yeah, um, a book that I read, Mike. I, I'll see if save the number one for later. I did pick up uh, Almost American. You got it this week. You did not I did, read it. Yeah, I did get it from last week, so I'll be reading it this weekend. Yeah. I'm not really going to spoil it, but man, you are really going to enjoy it. I think nice. that it's plot twisting. This is number, which one was this that three, we just I got? It is, I think it is three. Mm-hmm. I think so. Uh, yeah. yeah, number three, Almost American. It's an this is the one. Book. This is the one that League of Comic Geeks had, like, it was supposed to come out like three weeks ago. And then Alex was like, oh, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Didn't get it. So we finally got it. Oh, that's why I had like a uh, uh That's what I, I was thinking. I was like, I had twelve books this week. It must have been some mm-hmm. that were like backordered or something. But and then we got Scumbag a week early. Yeah, we did. I don't know if you want to say that on the podcast because uh, <laughs> breaking news: we got yeah, Scumbag pre- before it even comes out tomorrow. I don't know if it's just sold a couple. Of I don't know. If, I don't know if he accidentally threw it in the pool and some things got a little mumble jumbled, but um, I read uh, Rick Remender's comeback a week early. But um, let's get into this book that I read here. DC's Black Label. Mike, you should have picked it up. Nothing, nothing, or nothing, nothing. Tom King's doing it again here. Um, Greg Smallwood on the art. Tom King on the... On the on the letters, on the ones the and letters. twos, yeah, on the ones and twos, not the letters, but on the writing, it's uh, pretty good, man. I really enjoy it. I'm I'm starting to think that Tom King could be getting to my favorite, and it's hard to say because his Batman run. Maybe I was just that weak in being able to read comics back when we first started this podcast in 2019. Mm-hmm. We're approaching 2020 here, man, so take it for what it is, but my game is becoming a little bit stronger when we come to uh, analyzing these comics and understanding this reading because some of these books that I'm reading right now kind of aren't doing it for me. Batman Detective actually is one that ended this week that I have already read. Mike and Sean have not, so I don't want to spoil it, but it's pretty good. It's uh, um, Tom Taylor. Yes, Tom Taylor, and um, you're going to enjoy it. That's what I'm going to say, because one of the guys, it's a couple aliases in there, helps him out, a big story. You know how the story's going. Obviously, people are mad Mm -hmm. at at what he did, and kind of uh, they want to get, like, people, it's kind of like people that he helped out, like, it's a story about people that Batman helped save, well, those people end up going to cause harm and like kill other people. And then there's people that hold a vengeance for Batman for holding for keeping people alive that go and like kill other people. Right. Yeah, I, that's mm-hmm. pretty much what it is. So this kind of, you know, comes to the end of what the whole story is about. And I'm not going to spoil it. We can uh, obviously talk about it next week if you want to, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But. The Human Target, the one I was going to talk about with Tom King, it's really good. Um, obviously, in the first issue, he was uh, taking um, – basically almost getting assassinated to cover up for Lex Luthor. So now he's got some poison, 
and he drank some stuff that's basically killing him now. I think he's got like 12 days to live or 11, actually, if you read the book. Um, but yeah, he's a it's a pretty cool story. He's introduced to this woman here that um, she's got a pretty crazy background. She murdered her father. She murdered her grandfather. Her name is Ice. She kind of reminds me of like a Frozen story, literally, with Disney's oh, really? Frozen. She can kind of like make ice come to life and whatnot. And this guy, he was going to. Yeah, he, they were like out in the ocean. She could basically like make like icebergs for him and whatnot. But dude, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty crazy story because he comes to find out that at the very end, I'm not too sure, but I think that she's the one that's kind of. Uh, with her old boss and his old boss, I think that she might have been there trying to poison him and kill him. So the story has a very big plot twist coming pretty soon. Once again, you said it, Mike. It's another Tom King year, year and a half special. Hopefully we get it every nice. month. But it's, it, it's a good book. I really do enjoy it. I did pull it. Yeah. And Tom King, I mean, he's becoming one of my favorite writers slowly and surely, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to grabbing, you know, um, uh, what's his name, um, Mr. Miracle. You know, I'm I'm gonna grab that trade paperback. You know, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna grab that one. Um, Strange some... Adventures uh, was good. Uh, Batman Catwoman is amazing. So yeah, no, it's true. And some of these books, guys, if you guys miss out on them, listen to me. They are probably even better to read as a as a trade paperback. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Because the story stays stuck in your head. You continue going. It's actually something that you could actually get read in a night or even two nights, you know, if you really yeah. stick to it. But um, um it, don't shy away from getting some of these books that we review. If you guys can't pick them up in, you know, comic book form, we don't expect you guys to. But human target this is one that i would expect you guys to because it's one of dc's best it's one of the industry's best and it's tom king's uh another uh, classic by him and he's been delivering mm -hmm. it to us the last couple years and uh i highly recommend it mike so nice pick it up cool uh before we get to the last two of the night um awa moths uh six of six kind of in the uh, side story in the you know resistance universe that was a pretty decent um ending to that story uh the um the second to last issue of marjorie finnegan temporal criminal actually the longest story that uh, aw has given us number seven of eight was pretty good and the sixth and final issue of the black label batman reptilian from garth enos that was just a, a, a wacky wacky like halfway through turned into a crazy story that ended up pretty good i'm glad that i ended up picking it up but you know at the end of the day it was one of those ones where if you know if i knew what i was reading i might have grabbed it as a trade at a later date um but anyways dude one of my favorite issues from two weeks ago the flash how like the flash and dr fader talking to us as readers and how we have to turn it clockwise 90 degrees or turn it all the way upside down and stuff and they're in like the tower of fate and trying to get away from the the, the monsters and stuff that was probably one of my favorite um issues you know because you know detective was good but you know kind of just finally ending that story with you know vile and and nakano so like and who batman knows how more huh like batman more I did like the finale of Batman more than I did of this one. Um, okay. But the flash was probably my favorite book of the week just because it was so immersive. And I don't think I've ever read a book like that, that, you know, they're talking to me. 
or you or the reader, you know, and it was like, hurry up, you know, like we're in like they're in the water about to get sucked in by this huge monster. And it's like, turn the page all the way upside down. And then you flip the page and it's like they're actually upside down and then falling into that doorway. So it was a pretty good issue. And I think it's part one or part two of this current um, uh, arc by Jeremy Adams. It's going pretty good so far. I mean, and then Detective was pretty good um, towards the end of this fear state because I think, you know, there's actually another fear state issue that I got, like Omega or whatever. But, you know, not bad. Not bad. You know, and then you know, he, he got electrocuted to get the, the vermin, you know, the vial, the, you know, parasites off of him. So that was successful. And, you know, Nightwing and all the other Bat family, they come in to save the day and help Batman, you know, take care of him. And so now we're just going to see kind of like where the story goes, you know, um, you know, N- Nakano makes a, a mention of he's going to like take care of other monsters, you know, and um, even that side story was pretty good. How that, you know, the guy's trying to take down um, Ar- the new Arkham Tower and then Harley Quinn kind of gets involved. So we'll see what happens with that side story. But, you know, Batman was pretty good. Uh, I mean, Detective, I'm sorry, but um, I thought Flash was a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Flash was all right. Um, kind of gonna get into a little bit different story. Um, with Flash, right? With um, well, yeah, it looks like it because uh, the Justice League Dark is in town, and I always, I always enjoy like magic and dark things like that with Justice League Dark. You know, John Constantine, Swamp Thing, Zatanna, um, you know, Detective Chimp, all those people. Man, I, I, I like that team. Good stories. <laughs> let me let me ask you actually something about um, the Justice League. Um, what about in this um, human target book that I just mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they have this ice chick. She's part of the Justice League International, the JLI. Are you familiar with anything with that? Because I'm um, not. You know, because there's like JLA, like Justice League of you know America, and then there's the JSA, the Justice Society of America. So maybe is international, maybe like just you know, there's like a Justice League, but on like across the pond, maybe. Not really sure. It, yeah, it is because I think she's like from Serbia. That's why the whole ice thing or whatnot. Because I mean, you might be onto something right there, but uh, I have to look more into that. Kind of uh, like I said, it's a pretty good story. Another mm-hmm. very good story that I read. I wish you would have picked it up, Mike. I know you saw it in previews. You're a jackass for not getting it. <laughs> Image, King of Spies, Mark Millar, yeah. Matteo Silara. Very, very, very good first issue. Pretty much kind of like a Bond field type of it. Kind of MI 16 ish with like spy and no, basically the dude. He's out there in, um, where is it? Uh, it's like the very first page is in Panama City, January 1990, doing some work. He's a spy out there, basically gets some chick pregnant, has a kid. I just reveal so damn much right there, like those first couple sentences. But that's not even really what it's about. He goes on to like live his life. The story is taking place as he's like older, I believe, like in his 60s, close to 70s, comes up with um, with uh, um, kind of like a what do you call it with the. What do you call it when you have like a illness, but it's like fatal? It's terminal uh, terminal. Exactly kind of comes up with like a terminal illness uh mm-hmm. cancerous type uh type of illness and now he's just out to uh get like everybody that is you know he's kind of out for vengeance right he's kind of out for blood people that have done people wrong people that are bullies people that are this you know 
I don't want to spoil it too much for maybe some of our fans that are going to go out there and read it, but I really do. Um, uh, I really do uh, recommend it. I actually have one of my buddies tell me that he read it, uh, Ben, and he really enjoyed it as well. Um, it's going to build up to a lot. I don't know. I'm going to have to ask Alex if it's going to be ongoing. I'm pretty sure it's probably going to be a mini series or a maxi series, but uh, from the looks of it, uh, I wouldn't mind if it was like seven or eight uh, issues because uh, it's pretty good, man. Uh, some chick. There's kind of like some uh, intercontinental uh, stuff going on with mm-hmm. uh, a U.S. spy and a uh, and a Russian. Is it Russian? No, 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 no. It's not Russian. It's actually a Fidel Castro entourage. Sorry, I got what the heck. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, dude. It's a pretty funny, it's not not funny, it's a pretty serious story. Can be kind of funny at times. There's a pretty, there's a couple lighthearted parts in there. But the dude, uh, he's just coming for blood. King of Spies, I I recommend that you guys go get it. Mike, even if you can even try to get it, uh, maybe uh, try to pull the first one if he still has it. It's pretty cool, man. I actually, it's one of the books that I'm actually looking forward to put on um my pull list and actually take the scumbag off scumbags just not doing it for me man well i think i'll make that decision once i read it you know uh later this week but um yeah i mean i'm done with books if we're done with books i mean we can move on to the uh entertainment news we have a lot to get into a, a few quick hitters and then like a few reviews and i know mark you have some unfortunate news to report as well but some of the quick hitters uh colin farrell will be starring as the penguin also, not only in the Batman movie, but in the spinoff about the GCPD on HBO Max. Great news. Even better news if you're fans of Charlie Cox and the Netflix uh, show Daredevil. He will be returning as Daredevil in the MCU. Don't know what, at what kind of capacity. Maybe it has something to do with Spider-Man or, you know, wherever, you know, in the MCU. But somewhere he will get unveiled there. Um, uh, and the boys... If you're fans of the boys, um, they have an animated series called Diabolical announced for 2022. So if you're fans of the actual real life show, then you'll probably like the animated series, which has been announced. I'm guessing it's also going to be an Amazon Prime show because that's an Amazon Prime TV show. So I'm guessing it's going to be on there. Uh, Before we get into the couple of reviews I have, um, Mark, you had some unfortunate news about a historic classic artist in the world of comic books oh you're gonna make us get into that first i was gonna get into that last but oh oh, you know what fine okay so hawkeye um the disney plus tv show uh me and my wife we watched episode three yesterday it's a pretty good show um did not know this but i guess hawkeye in the classic comic books is a deaf character had no idea all these last you know 10 15 years of watching the mcu movies i had no idea reading comic books since 2016 had no idea but the first three episodes is pretty cool has some action has some mystery um unfortunately i'm not going to give too many things away but if i do if i would were to rank it with the other three mcu shows so far that'd be loki um uh wandavision and falcon winter soldier i'd unfortunately put it last unfortunately so I mean, unfortunately, it, it, don't say not, unfortunately. I gave saying. you the new. I gave you the news. Was it last week or the week before? 
when I said that the that uh, those reports were coming out that it was like one of the weakest ones, and you were like, "Right, well, it's just it's one of the reports." Remember, I well, yeah, told well, I mean, you. you know, let people actually watch it. It was also got you know, it also it was is. released on the day before a holiday. So as far as viewership, that's one of the reasons probably why. You know? Someone just sorted it before you. That's all. <laughs> I know, right? But no, it's it's still pretty good. Um, the humor with one of the groups of villains, like the pantsuit mafia or the pantsuit guys, they're like a bunch of Russian guys who who like dress up in like red pantsuits. That that um, the humor with them, the banter going back and forth is so cheesy. It's so dumb. So not a fan of that. Um, but I do like the main villain that's kind of coming up, the swordsman. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, but all in all, overall, it's halfway through the season. There's six episodes, so three so so three left. Hopefully it gives me something that like propels it over a Loki or a Falcon Winter Soldier. Nothing right now is gonna trump WandaVision overall as a show. Loved it. Um and finally, Encanto. I went and me and my wife took my daughter on Sunday last week or you know, a couple of days ago and saw Encanto. It was her first ever movie experience. She did a really good job. She only like, you know, blurted out a question like, hey mom, what's that? Or something, something like two times. So we kind of sat her down. She had her water, she had her popcorn, and she was good, man. She was good. And she, we had the reclining seats. So she's like, ooh, you know, pushing the, up, <laughs> the buttons up, down, up, down. I'm like going back and forth. So she kind of entertained herself at times throughout the movie, but Man, the movie was pretty good. A lot of dancing, a lot of music. Um, some of the songs, like I, I would put it like Coco's music is way better than Encanto. But at the same time, uh, the story was really cool. Um, you know, overall, Disney does it again. A, a, another good movie. So, yeah, I mean, and then so I, I kind of wanted to talk about Genie Plus last, but we will save your news for last. Finally, I have Genie Plus is now being unveiled for Disneyland. Um, it dropped for Disney World in Florida back in October, so it's finally right in perfect time for me to go down there and experience it. But for those of you who are not familiar with Genie Plus, let me give you the 411. There is three different tiers. So it starts tomorrow in Disneyland in Anaheim. There's Genie, where it comes kind of connected with your Disneyland app. So you connect it with your tickets and everything, and it's kind of like an IT, an it is an itinerary setter. So you go in there to the Genie app and you tell them, oh, I really like shows or I like, you know, fast rides or I like, you know, the kitty rides. And it kind of put or what kind of food do you like? Oh, I love the churros there. Oh, I love the turkey legs. So it puts together like an itinerary for you so you can kind of like, you know, if you want to base your day off of that, then fine. You know, oh, you like the kitty rides? OK, you go. you enter the park. First thing you want to do is go get to Peter Pan because right now it's only a 20 minute line. Usually it's like over an hour and then right and then like right after you get off the ride. Oh, if you're hungry, you can go grab a cup of coffee and like a, something for breakfast right outside there at a little thing. So it kind of puts together like a like a day's itinerary for you. Then you have Disney Genie Plus. The plus you add you add twenty dollars per ticket per day. So it kind of adds up. I think we're going to try it like one, maybe two days while we're down there. And what that gives you is the new lightning lanes pretty much replacing the fast pass. So what you can do is right when you get into the park, you can, you know, you have to get, get into the park and then upgrade and buy the Disney Genie Plus. And then you go in there and you'll do like a fast pass for Space Mountain and it gives you a time. And so what you do is you can't do another lightning lane until two things happen. Either one, either you ride the ride that you did at the lightning lane for or two hours has passed since you made the reservation. So if you made the reservation at 8.30 a.m. for like a 1 o'clock Space Mountain, 
at 10.30, you can make the next one. So that's pretty cool. And finally, the third tier is that there are upgraded Jeez. rides. Yeah, exactly. So not, only, so, so not only have you paid $20 per ticket per Oof. day for Disney+, Plus, but now you have three individual rides that you have Oof. to pay an additional fee to get to their lightning lane. And that is the Spider-Man Web Blasters at Avengers Campus, um, the Radiator Springs, like the Cars ride, and then also um, – That thing's still that popular, the oh, Radiator yeah, Springs, is oh, it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's it's a really good ride. I've been then, on that – I went on that thing like four or five years ago. That thing yeah. is – wow. Yep. So the Web Slingers and the Radiator Springs, the, the, the Racers, those both are in California Venture. And the one that's in Disneyland Park is the Rise of the Resistance. That's like the newest big thing. So what you do is you pay the 20 bucks per ticket per day for, for, for Genie Plus. And then depending on the t- date, time, and demand, you pay an extra between $7 and $20 per ticket to be able to go in the Lightning Lane for those three rides. So you're looking at – if you have three tickets – that's sixty bucks for for Genie Plus, and let's go and and let's say you want to go to Web Slingers, and that's three more times six. That's one hundred and twenty dollars just to go into a Lightning Lane for one ride. Jesus! So that's how yeah. they're getting people back. Exactly right. That's how they're making their that's how they're making their money back from being that's, closed that's, for over a year. That's their own personal inflation right there, boy. Right? So Jeez. there's the lowdown on the on the Genie Plus. Uh, we will we will be doing that for probably two of the days. I told my wife that we will experience it because we have to. I really want to get on at least the Web Slingers and the Rise of Resistance because we haven't done those rides yet. So we'll do the whole Disney, you know, the Genie Plus plus pay the extra fee for those two rides, maybe cars. And that's the first two days of our trip. And the second two days, we'll probably just go with the flow. Like just, you know, not even Genie Plus, just kind of be like, eh, we'll just wait in some lines. We'll just do like whatever. You know, we have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. You know, what more like you can't really put them on a schedule, you know, kind of just got to go with the flow until they until they're like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like your daughter's age. You can't really put them on like a, a certain set schedule because after a certain time, you know, the you know, the, the little one's got to go down for a nap. So hopefully he sleeps in the in the you know stroller and, you know, it just becomes I can't set too high, too high expectations for the day. Like I can't be like how I used to be and like, all right, as soon as we get in the park, you go get a fast pass for cars. You go get a fast pass for space. And I, I can't do that anymore. We just have to like go in there and just take the pictures by the train station and just kind of like I got to just woosa a little bit and just go with the flow, man. You've been all full up, full up uh, blown out dad, ladies and gentlemen, with his new balances, <laughs> his all white dad kicks and everything <laughs> with his khaki shorts. His I do khakis. not own new balances. Yeah. He puts the uh, suns. All right. All right, Mark. So take us away on the entertainment. I'll with, take uh, you away. I'll tell you right now, real quick. We, as we always give it to you guys, some box office numbers. Disney <sighs> is not hurting. They're gonna get your money in a week and a half, Mike. And but they are getting money, and they never stop getting it. They keep gobbling it up at the box office once again. Thirteen point one million, even today, yesterday. As I mean, sorry, yesterday. They're still reeling in about uh, three quarter of a million per day on a Monday. People still don't got work and whatnot, but Encanto coming mm-hmm. in as your favorite Ghostbusters second House of Gucci. Been a couple controversies there. They come in at third, Turtles fourth, uh, Christmas the with the Chosen, the Messengers comes in at fourth. But uh, yeah, those are your box office numbers for people that are interested. Uh, I didn't get to see Encanto, although Happy Meals right now are serving them up. 
you can get all your damn Encanto Happy Meal figurines <laughs> from at your local McDonald's right now. That is not a plug for MCD, but they do pay dividends, and they are on the Dow Jones. So if you're looking for a company with growth and valuations, there it is. But this is not financial advice. This is just a comic bookies podcast. Let's get into it. Um, the sad, sad story that we were going to say, I'm sure that anybody that is into entertainment, into comics, into this space that we here are prone to love at the Comic Bookies podcast. But yes, George Perez, the legendary artist known for his work on DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths, Wonder Woman, and as well as Marvel's Avengers and the Infinity Gauntlet, revealed to say that the poor guy has been diagnosed with stage three pancreas. Attic cancer oh. and mike you're grimacing we just mentioned um the terminal um the term uh the terminal um you know yeah he just yeah. it's, it's yeah. terminal man terminal dude uh you mentioned that he opted out to undergo treatment he's 67 uh, his cancer is inoperable and doctors have given him between six months and the year to live, Mike, this is huge and sad news on the comic book world. Yeah, man. I mean, that sucks. And then he's like declining, you know, treatment. So I don't know if I were if I were a gambling man, I don't like to gamble on people's lives. But unfortunately, this is like a classic, you know, you know, like fast killer. Unfortunately, I don't see him being alive. And, you know, before the springtime comes, man, this sucks. Yeah, he's opted to let just nature take its course. Yeah. Enjoy whatever time he has left. Kind of like this King of Spice story that I just told you about. Six months to a year to live. Yeah. Jesus. And um, I'm personally dealing with that in my life as well. But that's for another podcast. Yeah. But guys, uh, that's why you always got to take life and, um, and uh, you know, live every day like it could be your last. And just don't take nothing for granted. It's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, poor guy. Uh, we'll see what happens. But. If you guys uh, like his work, don't wait till he dies to, um, <laughs> right. you know, to buy it up and and run the numbers up because, you know, Nipsey Hussle, how many of these rappers pass away? And then once they're dead and gone, their numbers run up like crazy and they don't ever get to experience it. So if this is your guy, uh, let him be known before he uh, goes in this uh, terminal pancreatic cancer that he's dealing with sucks. Yeah, not like it's not how we want to end podcast, but that is how we're going to end episode 135. Uh, again, thank you so much, Treasure Island. Thank you so much to the fans across the world who are downloading us. No new countries, um, unfortunately, to report for that, but uh, the downloads are up. So thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Uh, we love what we do every single week. Um, unfortunately, we will not be here next week as I will be gone in Anaheim. Sean's going to have a new baby boy, so we're just going to take a week off. But we will be here for the week of Christmas. Can't wait for that. Uh, but Mark, send us away for episode 135, man. Definitely, everybody. Thank you for checking in. This has been episode 135 of the Comic Bookies podcast. For everybody that has been able to check us out live, even if it was only for five minutes, if it was to tell your buddies that we sucked, if it was to tell your mom and your dad that you loved us, if it was just to jot us down and maybe check us out later at a different time with one of your buddies, we don't give a damn. We're just excited to share our word, spread our love and knowledge for the what is sports and comics and the whole entertainment realm in itself. There's so much to talk about each and every day. As you guys know, these damn podcasts are weekly 
damn near two hours every damn week. We try to shorten them up, but we just have so much fun talking to you guys. So if you guys just listen 10, 15 minutes a day, by the time the next one comes out, you guys will be done with that one. You guys can listen to our beautiful voices about once a day. So thank you, fans. As always, this is the Comic Bookies podcast. It's always brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Check Alex out at TI Comics on all social media. You guys can always check us out, the Comic Bookies podcast, at the Comic Bookies on Twitter, at the Comic Bookies on Instagram. You guys can always email us. We got Gmail, the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know how much we suck, how much we love us, or how much you love us because we love ourselves. And <laughs> nonetheless, thank you guys. Um, sad news in the entertainment world. But there's always news upcoming. There's always a new tomorrow. And um, thank you, Mike. Sean, we hope to have you back soon. But you are dealing with bringing your family to a whole different space, a whole different place, and growing your family like Mike and I have in these last recent years. So congratulations to you. You'll be back. These books are still coming. We're rolling. We're reading. We're uh, doing all types of stuff for the holidays, but most importantly, we're staying safe. Hopefully, you guys are too. The Comic Bookies Podcast, we love you, and this has been 135. Thank you, Comic Bookie Mark. We're out. Leave, Let him go, Mike. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe and follow our Twitch and YouTube pages. Um, maybe doing something live on Instagram or whatever at Disneyland next week. So look for the comic bookies to be live down in Anaheim at either DCA Disney's California adventure or Disneyland park. Uh, but for Mark, I am Mike. Good luck to Sean and his wife, Marissa in the next coming days. By the next time we record, he will have a brand new baby boy. So we love you. Uh, hope everything goes smoothly and every mama and baby are healthy. Um, we hope you are all healthy. We love you all. Thanks to you so much for supporting the podcast, downloading, subscribing, listening, uh, sharing, whatever you can do to, to help, you know, get our word out. You know, thank you so much. But this has been episode 135, the Come Boogies podcast. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics and enjoy each other. Peace out. See you on Disneyland. And you guys got two weeks to enjoy this beautiful episode of 135 because we'll be off next week. We'll be coming back the week after for your enjoyment. And remember, always enjoy each other because life's too short. As you can tell here with Mr. Perez, pancreatic cancer, you never know when life can cut you short. So as we always say, enjoy it. Enjoy it to the fullest and uh, be safe out there. This has been the Comic Bookie Podcast and we love you. Peace out. Whoop.